What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little bastard, it's business. Dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, an extension of the YouTube channel Dead Meat. I'm James. I'm Chelsea, and we're engaged, and we like to get scared together. So it's November now. We're getting into fall and winter, so let's review Midsummer. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. We were waiting for it to come out on... I was going to say, no, DVD is not the right thing to... No, but that's just what I... Home video. Home, but even that sounds... I just... Feel like that's what you hear on your old Disney VHS coming tapes. to it's coming soon to, to Disney DVD and video. home video yeah yeah home release I guess sure because I want to be able to have clips and stuff and mm. I wanted I wanted to rewatch this one because when we went to see it it was one where I didn't want to take notes during it I wanted to just go and see a movie and enjoy myself yeah that's how I feel about the lighthouse too which we have not yet seen nope. But I want to just go and see that and enjoy it. And if we review it, it'll be sometime later when we can rewatch it. So Yeah. When we saw Midsummer in theaters, we left and had disagreements about it. Oh, yeah. And I'm curious to see how we feel about it now after rewatching it. Yeah. I This movie, I think, was very polarizing for people. Not even in terms of whether or not it's good, just in terms of like, what are people getting out of it? Mm-hmm. How do you feel after it? Mm-hmm. It's definitely, uh, it's fraught. There's a lot going on here, but to, I don't know. To me, that's the sign of a, you know, a worthwhile movie is if you can have that kind of discussion after, if there's stuff to read into, if, you know, you're dealing with something that's not so surface level, although that can be fun too, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think, and, you know, I guess I should just say right up front, I I love this movie. Yeah, I really like um, it. So that's going to be my review of it. I really enjoy this movie. I think it's incredible. Um, oh, Lucy wants to play with the flower crown that I have on. Well, yeah, because one of them is opening and closing. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little cat toy. Yeah, geez. Oh, boy. This that's isn't even fun. ours. This is our assistant's. <laughs> Thanks, Lucy. Alex. This is Alex's. You can't eat this. <laughs> um, that, oh there yeah, she goes. See, there no, she goes. you don't eat this. <laughs> Midsummer is the second film by Ari Aster, who made Hereditary. Yes. Or a second feature-length film. He's made a bunch of shorts. Yes, that's like where he really got his start. Is yeah, making he has a bunch, bunch of, of shorts. creepy shorts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ari Aster working some stuff out in film, which I <sighs> we love to see it. Honestly, did he experience a personal loss uh, while making Hereditary, or? I don't know for sure, but I do know that Midsummer was written when he was going through a breakup. And yeah. you can tell. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> this is a breakup movie. Mm-hmm. And it is painful to watch if you've ever been in a relationship that is uh, just dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's so accurate in it its really portrayal of that. It is like. The idea of being just, yeah, trapped in something that you know isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's not, and we're going to be all over the place, I think. Cause I, this, I want to have just more of a general discussion instead of just a beat by beat recap. Mm-hmm. Um, Although, I think with this one, you know, it's not like 
a movie that everyone's seen, so we will also have to do some recap. That's true. Okay, I'll save some of my thoughts I was going to. Oh. Because they're very uh, spoilery okay. for the end if we want to, you know, get there eventually. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you have to save. I, I, I think we should just, you know, mention the plot points, but we can be all... It's going to be spoilery. Yeah. All right, go watch it if you want to. It's two and a half hours. It's a beast. Well, it's a I, long one. I mean, I was going to say it's not a coincidence. I don't think that we have a character at the end who is sewn up inside of a dead animal and is trapped inside of a dead animal. The idea of being trapped in a dead oh. relationship or a dead, you know. Sure, there you go. Yeah, a lot going on here. Yeah. So, yeah, nice folk horror, too. I guess mm-hmm. I'll, I might talk a little bit about Wicker Man. I don't, I don't think this is, um, I think besides the visual similarities, this is not super similar to Wicker Man, I don't think. Doesn't that have a cult too? It does. It's it's the same, you know, it's it's a folk horror, it's a weird pagan cult, but the stuff that it's saying, like the meat of it is a different okay. thing. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we can set a set it up with just the general plot. You got Florence Pugh Pew. Pew, the G H is silent. Uh, who we know from Fighting With My Family. That's right, She played yeah. Paige. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. She's great. I mean, she's in other stuff too, but I was, I couldn't believe, like, like, we had just seen Fighting With My Family and then we went to go see Midsummer, and that was crazy. Yeah, entirely different roles and characters. I love her voice. I know that she's doing an American accent in Midsummer, but mm-hmm. just her voice, especially in that scene early on, when her and Christian, her boyfriend, are having a dispute about uh, how he didn't tell her about the trip. And she's like, no, like, we can just talk about... Just, like, there's something about her voice there. She does have a nice voice. It's, like, a nice, deeper voice. Yeah, because then appreciate. when she's mimicking the song later yeah, on, it's... the woman singing is really high-pitched. Mm-hmm. And uh, Florence repeats what she's saying in a much lower register, but it's it's so beautiful. Yeah, I, I like love it a lot. It. This movie's interesting, and I'm looking kind of at the beginning of my notes, and we were just, like, talking about spoilers and the idea of, oh, should we not reveal some stuff, right? But the beginning of this movie, there is a an opening scrim, and it literally is everything you're going to see, which when you see this movie the first time, even if you're studying it, it doesn't really register because it's all pretty. The exhaust pipes in the panels look like they're ribbons or something. It looks oh, like wow. people dancing. And it's so it's all very, you Abstract know. Kind yeah, of. you okay. don't really quite know what you're looking at. That's fine. It's definitely a fun movie to watch. A second yes, time. Yes, big a recommend to, to watch it another time because there's so much to look at. And I even found myself wanting to rewind it a couple times, even though we didn't just for time's sake. But there <laughs> were things where hours. I wanted to rewatch scenes over again because there's so much to take in. And I guess for anyone listening or watching who's on the fence about whether or not they want to watch it, yeah. let's give some uh, caveats, recommendations. First off, we we both enjoy the movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, so there's that going for it. But if you're worried about it being too scary, uh, it's not. It's it's disturbing. Yeah, I think it's very disturbing. Very. I was very like viscerally disturbed by this. But it's less 
but scary it's not than hereditary. For hereditary, I think, is more of an out and out horror movie. This mm-hmm. is, it's still a horror movie for sure, but it's uh, nothing's jumping out at you. No, there's no. I don't know. It's horrific. It is horrific, but it's not a straight up <laughs> spooky movie. As far as the gore goes, though. There's some pretty gnarly gore in this. Yeah. And, it's and not it the cuts whole... to it like abruptly sometimes. So there's yeah. not even a way that you can like see it coming and shield your eyes. It'll cut from a conversation to close up on mangled head. Yeah. Uh, if you're disturbed by it, you might not <laughs> fare too well. Yeah. If you could handle hereditary, though, you're good. You think so? Yeah, there's head trauma in that. Yeah, but it's not as uh, brightly lit That's for That's true. This is very perfectly lit. You can see every detail, which is really impressive, actually. Yeah, the colors and the lighting of Midsummer are one of my favorite parts about it. It's yeah. very bright, which mm-hmm. is rare for a horror movie. And uh, as you can tell by Chelsea's get up, if you're watching the video, she has a very colorful flower crown Mm -hmm. reminiscent of uh, Florence's near Mm -hmm. the end of the film. And it's very verdant, very a lot of greens in Mm -hmm. there because they're in the middle of a, I don't know, like a foresty commune in Mm -hmm. Sweden. Yeah, they're in the middle of nowhere. Mm. No cell phone service. It's important we see that shot. Oh, yeah. It's all always now. You got to establish. <laughs> this one's an easy one. It is, it, yeah. You wouldn't have it, yeah. Right, exactly. But yeah, so if you're on the fence, uh, I mean, give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> if you're sensitive, maybe not. It also has, uh, I mean, the opening scene is a- The opening scene's pretty brutal. Um, traumatic, yeah. It's a suicide thing. Yeah, if, I think if you can get through the opening scene- he's still got some bumps out i'm gonna be sure it's hard to say okay so yeah the opening uh so you meet danny that's florence pugh's character yeah Mm -hmm. who is like early mid-20s uh yeah the wikipedia said college students so i'm assuming undergrad because it specifically they're all working on their theses though she might be undergrad oh okay Uh, the others are definitely grad students a little bit older and it's reflected in the actor's age florence Pugh, man is 23 now so she's 23 i thought she was like 26 no dude that's how old like will poulter is 26 27 uh her boyfriend is 26 27 yeah. She's 23. She's 23 now, so she She's would have been 22. Zach oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. They're both legal adults. Sure. But I still reserve the right to What, think he's like 40-something? It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. William Jackson Harper. Mm-hmm. He is a grad student with them. That guy's 39 now. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Well done to his skincare regimen, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... She is a college student, and it opens like in media res in the middle of the action because she has been getting some disturbing messages from her sister. It's not the first time Mm -hmm. because her sister's bipolar, Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, and has done this in the past, sent threatening messages, not towards her, but towards herself. Mm -hmm. But this time seems different, and it is. Yeah, but she calls her boyfriend Christian, and she at first isn't, being totally upfront with why maybe she wants some company. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, maybe we could hang out. And he's being weird about it. Well, he says he just smoked some resin. That's true. Not a good time to Not get that time this to phone get call. On. Yeah, fair. Yeah. But uh, then she reveals that, you know, she got some weird emails and 
all of her or all of his friends after she hangs up are kind of razzing him for having this shitty girlfriend who well, wants to talk Mark. on the phone. That's true. It is mostly Mark. It's mostly Mark, who's played by Will, Will Poulter. Poulter of we know him. From we know. I mean, yeah, Bandersnatch. He was. He was in a Narnia. Going to be Pennywise. Oh. Back when uh, Fukunaga was doing it. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe he's in a Narnia. He's in st- other stuff that mm-hmm. we just haven't seen. He is, his character is just a major douche. Yeah. yeah. He's great at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's fun. But yeah, it's mostly him harping on Christian for being in this relationship that apparently he's wanting to get out of for like a year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately for Christian, it's he's not going to have a chance to do it after this opening scene because yeah mm-hmm. it turns out the sister uh does in fact not only kill herself but also their parents their parents yeah by means of carbon monoxide poisoning the cars mm-hmm. running in the garage hoses are going up taped into the parents room i mean the way this is all revealed is so well done oh, and oh man traumatic. because you it's cause yeah, you see the shot of the fire department turning off the ignition of the car, so you know, oh fuck, it's a garage thing. But then you realize, well, there's no one in the car, and then you see there's hoses, and you're like, well, oh fuck, where's this going? And you think it's gonna go up, and you're following the hose up the stairs, and you think it's gonna go into the sister's room, but then you realize it's the parents, and then you see the sister also who has it like taped, taped to her. her mouth. It's really graphic, and, and like the shot pushes past her sister up to her computer, and it, where it's like four All new the messages, messages from, from Danny. Yeah, this seemed like, <sighs> and it's raining outside. It's snowing. Fl- it's like oh, that yeah, there's like flurries, yeah. and it's like the red and flashing police lights, which come in a lot in uh Danny's like hallucinations later mm-hmm. those are always kind of flashing around but even before that i think one of the first shots is Danny calling and leaving a message and you see uh the camera pans from the answering machine in the parents bedroom over to the parents who are sleeping and we actually noted the second time through the dad's the dad is chest is still mm-hmm. th- so like if they had heard that phone call it could have changed yeah but yeah it's rough mhm Yep. Yeah, this scene is, is ugh. Because, like, I I have family who are bipolar, and, mm-hmm. like, it's... So that this scene hit a little close to home, not in a bad way, in a way that I instantly was, like, on Danny's side this movie, you mm-hmm. know? Just... And also we see that she also is on medication, at least Ativan, um, which is basically... It's a... Um, it's a anti-anxiety medication. Okay. I've I've been prescribed Ativan before. I thought so, yes. Yeah, I took familiar. note of all the different types of self-medication in this movie, which I thought was really interesting that oh. we like very pointedly get a shot of the Ativan and Mark's vaping a bunch when Yeah, they first she's get there. asking for sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. There's just all kinds of, yeah. A lot of drugs. This is a this drug is movie. Lots of drugs yes. in this movie. This is a very much a drug movie. Yeah. But also just like winter too is when cause we were just talking about this because daylight savings is when no, it just happened. Uh it ju- no, it happens tonight, actually. It literally happens when tonight. We're okay. shooting That's tonight. right. Okay, yeah. it happens tonight. And we were just talking about how for many of us, the lack of daylight during winter is just it's a depressant like I feel like shit immediately just Mm -hmm. that lack of sunlight and it getting dark out so early so I associate winter with 
bad shit because that's when statistically that is the most likely to happen. Mm-hmm. And so, I, yeah, this this opening scene was like too real. And for her me. grief when she because yeah. we find out about it kind of through Christian getting another call from her, and he's like, "Hey, what's up?" And you just hear like screaming no and yeah. that's when it cuts to the cops turning off the ignition it but. really i yeah i yeah winter i is like the season for those kinds of phone calls unfortunately yeah, yeah. and then yeah christian you see him like walking through the snowy flurry and getting there and just holding her mm-hmm. as she cries and not really doing anything yeah i i noted this time that when he's holding her and she's crying just and again i think Ari Aster, it's a combination of, yes, Ari Aster is an amazing director and gets amazing performances out of his leading women, but he also is just really good at casting women who can bring it and can cry like no one else. Yeah. Yeah. You just feel it. But uh, I I took note this time that uh, when Christian's holding her and she's crying, they're not looking at each other. Mm Mm-hmm. They're there just patting her and it's very, oh God, which to be fair, yeah, that would be... Yeah. If you're in a relationship with someone you want to break up with and then that happens, that that's a lot sucks. of feelings. <laughs> yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, man, this is... So, like, I, you know, he's a shitty boyfriend, but I empathize with him. He is a... he. They are very bad together. Yes. Very... And he's, you know, he's a bit of a shit ball <laughs> with the whole uh, dissertation that thing that yeah, happens I later. mean he's a bad friend too. Yeah, he's a bad friend and a bad boyfriend. I don't. He's not like an evil guy. No, no, no. He's, he, just, he's just shitty. He's just he's, he's bad selfish. at communicating. He's selfish, but like, yeah, it's just and it's so bad because if they if he had just broken up with her prior to all this, things would have been different. But like he and then you can't break up with her then. Not after that. Well, we see so much in this movie how he is really bad at being honest and upfront with people. And I think that's why they're just stuck in this relationship. I yeah. think he can't break up with her. Yeah, he's non-confrontational. Mm-hmm. He, can't, he can't do that. Mm-hmm. And even Josh, I mean, immediately says, do you think that you're avoiding this because you're also avoiding figuring out your dissertation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's all over. I do want to say really quick that that shot where it... It like pushes through the window and the credits and all that. Me- like that. Oh, I love. Oh, but Ugh. you know what? It's great. I hate how goddamn hard the credits are to see. Like, oh, they're really tiny. They're very tiny. To and be very fair, faint. we had this on in the middle of the afternoon. And it was streaming too. But even in the theater when we saw it, I remember being like, I can't use that for a title card joke because you can <laughs> barely so fucking small. read it. There's snow flurries everywhere. I just, I don't know, the the like push into the snow and it's mm-hmm. dark and the music the gets music. louder and it's incredible. It just feels like I'm about to watch him, like some shit. Like, it does. I mean, the whole movie, movie feels like an epic, he, a like, oh yeah, you know, it's like, it's like the, like the shining when you put it on mm-hmm. and it's like, because uh, I just we were just listening to the We Love Movies Friends of the Pod yeah and they covered The Shining and it's like yeah you put on The Shining it's like I'm gonna fucking watch The Shining it's gonna be good yeah yeah and that's how it feels with Midsummer it's like we're in this seat for the next two and a half mm-hmm. hours yeah. for a fully realized cinematic adventure uh, after that it is now spring because it's much brighter and happier outside yeah. outside though because inside Florence is laying in like a shadow on her bed it's mm-hmm. just so dark with I think a bear I noted too that everyone in these opening scenes and I think pretty much like mostly through the movie at least for the guys everyone's wearing navy blues dark greens grays everyone's in these very 
dark depressing colors they all kind of match it's weird mm. everyone's wearing maybe that's just the grad student outfit i don't know <laughs> <laughs> they're all in hoodies and stuff they go to a party uh she brings makes herself go to this party essentially because mm-hmm. because christian is like i'm just gonna duck out to he, this party for yeah no minutes. i'm just gonna oh are you sure have you gotten enough sleep he's clearly just like just say i'm gonna go you know it's well, just, you can't say i don't want you to go well just say it's like a small thing it's me and the boys i don't know but that's i don't know they're lie. that is a lie yeah 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 it's a it's a shitty position because he just wants to go and escape this you see how she is and like she has every right to be right but it also sucks for him it's it's that's it the sucks. thing with this movie it is sucks. It, it's such a accurate depiction of this poor relationship i mean he really is trapped yeah in, right so that's why again his fate i think makes complete sense oh man even if you don't think it's deserved which like it's probably not it's still visually and with what the story is trying to tell us it makes sense that he dies the way he dies yeah but yeah they go to this party and that's where she finds out that oops they're all going to sweden (laughs) yep this has been planned for a while even though he said apparently to her it'd be cool to go we're thinking we're just we're thinking about it yeah yeah nope and he'd already bought a ticket mm -hmm, the shot of them in the backseat of the car driving home from the party where they're just like not talking. That's another one that's just rings so true. Yeah. And then, yeah, they get back home and she finally confronts him about it. And I love that shot. She's talking to him and the way it's framed is we can see him in a mirror. It's like a, like kind of a long, tall mirror. Mm-hmm. So we see him on the left side and her on the right. Lots of mirrors and reflections, reflections in this yeah. movie. Did you take like note of that TV? this time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah in TVs on, on the table at one point, like way later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but lots of different reflections and stuff, which is cool. I I kept note of that too and it does pay off later visually, which is pretty neat. Oh, when are you? Uh, the big cry scene. There's a lot of interesting mirroring happening there, oh, which I okay. think is neat. Yeah. Cool. But um, yeah, I, I like that it's, they can't communicate directly. So of course we're seeing them have at least the beginning of this argument reflected through mirrors and it's not a direct, we're not seeing them looking at each other. We're seeing them like, it's weird. It's yeah. a, a weird framing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he says he, that he just decided today that's a lie. And then he's like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, and, <laughs> and it's interesting when they do, when they are talking in the scene and they're talking to each other because they do move into frame together. When that happens, that's when Danny starts feeling guilty for even bringing it up. And that's when she starts saying, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I I thought you should be. So I'm sorry. And she starts second guessing herself. And that's mm-hmm. where we see, you know, a lot of people have called um, like what his character does to her gaslighting. And I, I think, you know, some of it's pretty gaslighty. Yeah, it's definitely dishonest at the very least. Yeah. And I, it's almost as though she's gaslighting herself with her, like, anxiety. Because we see her on the uh, uh, the phone with a friend earlier before, like, she finds out about her family. And she's like, what if I'm pushing him too hard and, like, I'm leaning on him too much? So, like, I think a lot of that is self-induced anxiety that's made worse by his inability to be straightforward with her right again this relationship is so doomed yeah yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then also he's saying you know she's making perfectly fair points and she is saying things that did happen we saw these things happen and he's then kind of pushing it back at her and making her second guess whether or not what 
she's saying happened actually happened. So I think that is a little gaslighting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just, you know, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it just, it just felt really weird. Okay. But it, I'm fine. I think it's great that you're going to Sweden. I do. I think it's amazing. And then he, I think it's the next day or whatever, and he's going to his friend's place where they're all studying up on Sweden and preparation for their trip. Yeah, and this again, we're seeing Christian reflection. in the mirror mm-hmm. because he is doing his thing where he's coming up with another lie. It, you see him a lot reflected in mirrors because you cannot get a direct anything out of him. Yeah. So when we see him reflected in this mirror and we see his friend's uh, sitting in like the foreground. This is when he's telling them, okay, I invited her, but she's not going to go, but pretend like we want her to go. And you guys told me to invite her. And you her. guys also told me to do this. Okay. But don't worry, she's not going to go. And they're like, she doesn't want to go. And he's like, she's not going to go. Right. Okay. Trust me, all that stuff that just happened, she's not going to go. And then, yeah, she gets there and she's like, yeah, I guess I'm going with you guys if that's cool. Uh, the only one who makes an effort to actually communicate with her is Pele, who right. we haven't mentioned yet. He is the person who is from Sweden, whose uh, home commune, com- community, commune. commune, there you go. Uh, that's where they're going. That's where they're visiting because he has a big fest. Um, it's a, I actually took, n- I took like good notes this time on the, the, timeline of events and how often things happen in their commune because Every that 90 was years. yeah so this was something that people were confused by when it first came out in mm. like reviews and stuff and on reddit threads or whatever but so every 90 years they have this big festival yeah but every year they do the may queen thing where okay. they appoint their may queen because pele shows her picture this is last year's may queen so that's something they do every year it just so happens that the May Queen Festival and this every 90 years Midsummer Festival are coinciding at this point. And I would imagine every year they also do the Adastupa. They kind of have to. Whenever they whenever need to. Whenever someone's turning 72. 73? Is it when they turn 73? Oh, I think it would I be when they turn 73. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yes, this he Pele is the only one who because she starts talking with him and he tries to bring Josh into the conversation and Josh just doesn't he, react. He, yeah, because like you want to like Josh because he's not the abrasive douchey guy that Mark is. So mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I'll like Josh, but he's kind of closed off. Yeah, I he's interesting because I couldn't quite like pin down what his character was the first time. We saw this. And this time I think I had a bit of a better sense of what was going on with him. Because he's just another way that the people that she is surrounded by, who like aren't even her friends. Yeah, they're um, Christian's friends. Yeah, they're Christian's friends. But it's just another way that they cannot give her the support that she needs. So we see Christian cannot directly communicate with her at all. And he you know he he lies he makes her second guess herself he does this to josh later with the the thesis so this is something he does to it seems like everyone in Mm -hmm. his life it's how he deals with conflict and difficult situations but josh is i feel like he is all head and no emotions yeah because this whole so yeah like you said he as soon as um pelle is kind of you know talking to danny 
he pieces out. He goes he, to microwave some coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> relatable. Like, there, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he is, we always see him on his laptop. We see him trying to relate to the people, the commune through things that he knows. So things that he knows from his thesis. He, anytime he's trying to engage in conversation, it's not like an actual conversation. It's, oh, this is like this, 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 this. Wow. Uh, I, I think the Saki Saints do the same thing in Brajbumi. He's just so focused on knowledge. And He's always asking questions. Yes. Always asking questions at the community. Like, not just to learn that because information. Because he wants to, yeah. So he he lacks a focus on actually relating to someone in conversations. Why we always see him on his computer. It's why we never see him actually talk to Danny in any meaningful way or any like emotional way. He just gives her, he sleeping, gives her pills. sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a very indirect way of comforting someone because he is helping her sleep by giving her pills, but there's no emotion there. It's just, here you go. The most emotion we do see from him, I think, is during the Adestupa yeah. when, it, when it happens. But right afterward, when Christian's like, that was crazy. Are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, he's taking all his notes. So I think yeah. that's what he kind of represents. He's is... the removed academic. Yeah. You know, the the only cerebral yeah. approach to everything. When you try and live life through a purely analytical mindset, you are lacking something really crucial to kind of a human experience and relating to other people. Yeah, because even in that first scene at the bar when Mark is razzing uh, uh, Christian for still being with Danny, the first thing Josh, the, Josh's first dialogue is... Your thesis! It, and, it's a, and it's framed in a question, too. Yeah. He's like, do you think that you're making this dramatic in order to avoid doing your dissertation? Like, it's related to the academics. It's a question. It's cerebral. Yeah. 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 And I think a lot of people go into it just uh, predisposed to like him because of the actor, especially right. if you watch The Good Place. Uh, which we only watched a few episodes of, but he seems like a likable guy. Mm -hmm. So you go into this and you want to like him. And he's not a bad guy. He's just... No, he just... You know? He just is not the person Danny needs right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, Uh, at all. (laughs) And then then Mark is just, like, the fool, literally. Yeah, yeah. At the end, he's turned into the fool. But I I also think that Pele is not good. Although... Oh, no, he... So, something I... Weirdly, I was writing this in my notes, and then when I was kind of looking up the movie after and reading stuff that Ari Aster said about it, Ari Aster, and I think this was kind of a throwaway joke um, that people have taken and run with and maybe have taken too seriously. Ari Aster's like, no, 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 I just was saying that and being goofy, but he said that this movie is like The Wizard of Oz for perverts. Okay. And <laughs> I also, I think people have taken it a bit too far. Yeah. I don't think that that, this, that was his like thesis He didn't statement. write it with, yeah. He wasn't like, okay, here's where we're going with this, but... um. Fuck, what was I even going to say? Because what? Uh, uh, Josh oh, yeah, would be all... Okay. So I... Uh, and I was reading a Reddit thread about that quote of Ari Aster's and someone was like, well, what does that make Pele? And then someone goes, oh, well, Pele's the tornado, which is exactly <laughs> what he is. He's the thing that... Takes them to Brings Oz. them there and he's not a good thing, but he does take Dorothy to Oz and he <laughs> is the one that sets it all in motion and just fucks up their lives, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I he, think he's it... an interesting character because yeah he seems the most sympathetic he immediately in that scene after 
Because Mark pulls Christian off into the back room to look at a paragraph. Oh, can you come look at this paragraph? Yeah, okay. Just to ream him for inviting Danny (laughs) along. Mm -hmm. Josh is nuking his coffee. Mm -hmm. And Pele is actually apparently trying to make an actual connection with her, uh, uh, saying that he's real sorry for what happened to her family. Yes, face to face. I'm sorry that this happened to you. They're talking about the thing that happened, which we never see Christian and Danny do. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of... Interesting. And he brings it up again later when they're at, uh, is Hargis the name of the community or the place? I think it's both. both? Okay. So we may also, heads up, we'll probably pronounce oh, a we're gonna bunch pronounce of shit. Oh, we're going to pronounce everything wrong. I mean, I've already tried to say at a stupa bunch and I'm sure it's awful. We're sorry. <laughs> and uh, also, I feel like I've seen at least one comment say that, you know, Midsummer depicts a Swedish uh, community and it's it's like not accurate and they're if they had done this with maybe a different culture they wouldn't have been able to get away with it so there's that ca- caveat you know yeah but maybe I also this is not accurate watching this I think it's made clear that this isn't meant to represent Swedish culture they're their own thing they're a cult they're a cult because we see a bunch of times especially Josh keeps asking well can I write about this can I take photos blah 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 and they say you you have to change names location so it is why would that be the case if he was you know if this movie and then their theses were about Swedish culture like no 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 this is about this you know I think it's taking elements of Swedish culture and really fucking them up you know but I think all the times where Pele is like you're not getting any love from yeah, do Christian. you feel held by him yeah and then I think at the end when he gives her like a big mouth kiss I think Pele's just trying to he's just he's into her he's for sure her. I think I don't know I think some of that is genuine I think he he comes off to me as someone who and I guess like all the people in this cult do I don't think anyone in this cult is like purposely nefarious oh, I think bullshit that, they're bringing outsiders into their place to kill. I know, but that's the thing is they're so steeped in their own shit that they think this is normal and fine. No, no, they're they're evil. They're evil cult members. I know, I'm not <laughs> saying that they're good, but I'm saying in their heads, it's not like, yes, I'm going to trick her to be my pagan bride. I think it's like, I think he genuinely is feeling those emotions of like, I think he has empathy for her. I think he feels sure. bad. Yeah. I'm not saying that makes him good, but I'm just saying like like in their heads, in their inner worlds, I think that what they think they're doing is good. That, no, I, I don't buy that for they think it's good for the outsiders they are bringing there to kill. I don't know. I think I wonder if they're so into it, though, that they think this is part of you know, it's an honor for them. Maybe. That's what's scary about cults. But that's that's why, you know, the Adestupa, they're like, it's an honor when I turn 72 or whatever. It's I will gladly do it. It will be an honor, even though fuck that shit. It sucks. Yeah, but that's voluntary. But that's, I know, but that's how I think they feel about these, you know, it's an honor. It's all, it's the cycle. Not saying it's good, but I just think they are. I think that makes them scarier. But they, the fact but, that they are like, no, 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 this is all good and beautiful. But they're purposefully deceiving and lying to the couple from London in order to kill them. Yeah. You know, if they purpose, if they really believed that it was good and that everyone would be okay with it, they wouldn't have to deceive them like that. No, but I, I think, I think maybe we're arguing 
slightly different things. Mm. I'm saying it's, I I think in their heads, they say, yeah, like they, they won't understand, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not going to come here if we're like, we're going to sacrifice you. But in their heads, it's like, this will be worth it. This will, you know. Yeah. And I think it makes them creepier to kind of imagine all of them as like, no, no, this is a wonderful, beautiful thing that we're doing. And aren't you lucky to be part of it instead Mm of. <laughs> we're going to kidnap the outsiders and burn them. I think they do mention something about rebirthing at that and during that last scene. Yeah. 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 I get I get what yeah, I think we were we were coming at it slightly different directions. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I love the transition after uh Pele tries to oh, talk yeah. to her about her her family and she like can't handle it. She's like, I'm sorry, I have I have to use the bathroom. And she steps inside and then it uh as she does, the noise of an airplane swells, and then when she steps inside, it's like an overhead shot oh, going over so it. Cool. And now she's in the bathroom on the airplane. It's so on their cool. way there. It's so great. I wonder if if they built that set like that so oh. it's just the airplane bathroom going off of the living room because it's so cool yeah God, i love i love that that's such a cool because then you get you don't have to watch them get on the plane mm-hmm. you don't have to you have to see any of that stuff they're we there. get yeah they're there and that's it so yeah now they're in sweden they land and uh start driving north yeah will's checking out some swedish babes that are on the sidewalk and he's saying why are the women here so hot Tell me, Pele. No, well, Josh has the academic answer. Which is an interesting answer considering what happens. Oh, you're right. Yeah. He says that uh, they went and what, like Vikings Vikings went went and stole the the best women from other cultures and brought them back. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Right there. Yep. (laughs) Again, this movie tells you what's going to happen. Pretty like watching it again. It's. It's pretty in your face about it. Yeah, it's definitely worth a rewatch and paying attention to lines of dialogue like that. On their way to Hargis, they stop in like a meadow pretty much. Oh, there is our transition into Oz, essentially. Oh, the upside down. Is a shot that begins upright and then flips upside down Mm -hmm. and it doesn't uh uh become right side up again until after they pass under like the banner that says coming to Hargis land or whatever so yeah. yeah I love that shot because it made me and maybe this is just because I like theme parks so much but the upside down road where the road's on like the top of the screen and there's the stripe going down the middle for some reason it reminded me of a like a track on a ceiling, like you know the Peter Pan ride, mm-hmm. where there's the the ceiling track and the. For some reason, it just it reminded me of that and the idea of you're just stuck on a ride and you can't get off. Oh yeah, I don't know if that's intentional at all, but that visual is what that made me think of. I want to know how they did that shot. I'm assuming it wasn't a drone that flew over and then flew upside down perfectly at pace in front of this car. I'm assuming it was done in post. But I'd like to know for sure. Yeah, it's it's a nice shot. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to this. They make a pit stop in this field where he said, "What? It's it's some other people who from his cult who have also gotten back from their like time away. They have yes. Rumspringa kind of. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And his friend Ingmar. Ingmar. Yeah. Ingmar, like who has director. brought Simon and Connie from London, an English couple. Poor Simon and Connie. Poor Simon. Simon and Connie are my uh uh my rock 
my central argument against this cult and the reason I hate them because oh yeah with oh, the friends I am o- not as I'm completely dressed like a member <laughs> of the cult no no, no I am not I, uh, and this is something once we get to the end of the movie which is like so mm-hmm. like <laughs> controversial and everyone's got their own opinions on it I think yeah no the cult's no good yeah because the others all disrespect them in some way. Simon and Connie are totally innocent as far as we can tell. Right. And they... I think they're kind of a key to showing the cult is bad. I yes. don't think Ari Aster thinks the cult is good. I think yeah. he's even said so in interviews that... It's not a happy ending. No. Or it's it's both. It's not, it's not a cut and dry answer Mm -hmm. to how the ending should make you feel or how he feels about the ending, I think is complicated as it should be. And as it can be, not everything needs to be, you know, black and white. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, in this innocent people, I think are the key to definitely they're there for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in this meadow, they all take shrooms. Yes, Uh, they do. (laughs) Danny doesn't want to take them right now. Christian's okay. like, I'll wait with you. Mark's like, but we got to do them all together. And then Danny's like, all right, I I'll fucking do hate Mark so much. Because <laughs> here's, okay, just like s- drug safety tips. Yeah. Don't do hallucinogens if you're thinking, I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah. Don't do it. The you don't, then don't do you it. You don't take the drugs because mm-hmm. you're going to have a bad time. Yep. If you're set, set and setting. Set and setting. And this is, she's not in a good headspace she's not she's not with people she particularly likes yeah. her and her boyfriend are having a bad time it's just none of it's good no none of it is good but yeah she... uh set and setting by the way refers to set is like your mood and headspace essentially your mindset yeah, yeah exactly your mindset and setting is of course where you are and if you're gonna do a hallucinogen be safe about it uh, don't do it if you're underage and set and setting are things to keep in mind. Right. Have them be good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, speaking of trips, this movie is, this is the first of many hallucinogenic mm-hmm. substances imbibed by these people. Yeah. And this movie captures a drug trip so accurately. Yes. And I am right before Danny starts really tripping. I think it's before she drinks the tea. She is kind of, you know what? No, it's fine. I'm ready. I'm fine. It's fine. It's, you know, and then I think she's talking herself into, I can, as someone who has very bad anxiety, I relate to this so hard where you realize, oh no, my anxiety is ruining everyone else's fun. I need to get over it. I need to get over it. I can make myself get over this. I'm not going to be the one who ruins everyone's time because I'm freaking out and I'm not ready to do something. I just, I relate to it really bad. And to Christian's credit here in this scene, he is like, don't do, don't rush yourself. Don't listen to fucking Mark. Mm-hmm. Don't have him be the one who pressures you into it. Mm-hmm. But it's essentially Mark does pressure right. Danny into doing it. Right. Because yeah. she doesn't want to be the holdout. Right. So, yeah, they all take shrooms and then they're sitting there. This is so funny. This is so I love funny. this scene. They're like, what time is it? It's 9 p.m. What? That can't be right. The sky is blue. <laughs> yeah, but it's the, okay. It's the We're midnight in sun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like that. It's not supposed to be like that. Mark is the worst person to have on a trip because he's like, he's freaking out about the midnight sun. And then he's like, I'm going to lay down. Guys, you have to lay you down. You have to. Everyone do this thing. Yeah. Josh, could you please lay down? Yeah. And Pele is definitely the most experienced one. He's just in there like, do you feel the earth breathing? Yeah. Like, it's okay, Mark. <laughs> and then fucking. Right. Oh, my God. This is, this might be the funniest part of the movie where yeah. this random dude walks by. He's all dressed in white. I think he has a flower crown on already. And they're, he's, someone goes, 
is it Christian? Maybe yeah. goes, oh my God, there's another person here. <laughs> and my, and yeah, Mark's like, I don't want new people right now. No, new people are good, Mark. And then that guy just passes by and is like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Oh, man. Oh, it's so good. But, but yeah, the trees are breathing and Danny sees grass, grass growing. Grown out Lots of, of focus on breath and breathing in this movie. Even yeah. consider the way that her family died is oh. inhalation and suffocation. It's good all call. like lots of just, breath and yeah. ins and outs in this movie. Yeah. Just pulsating. Yeah. Which is, you know, a lot of hallucinogens will be this way. Uh, a lot of movies tend to be too surreal. Like, yeah, they're like, you know, the Beavis and Butthead animation, which the, is, by which the is way, great. one of my, fa- I'm not even <laughs> joking. It's one of my favorite sequences of film. The uh, mushroom, or no, it's the peyote, I, I think they yeah. find in the desert. Um, and it's, a Rob Zombie uh, animated <laughs> segment right, to a that, white yeah. zombie song. And it's no joke. One of my favorite film. Look it up on YouTube. It's like the most gorgeous animation I've ever seen. Yeah, okay. From Beavis and Bud to America. Yeah. But a lot of movies, when they show a character tripping, they're like seeing penguins run around or like seeing crazy shit. Most of the time, a hallucinogen will do this kind of thing. It just textures and patterns and will be colors like... Colors will be brighter. Brighter and... colors. Yeah, things just kind of like weaving and uh, yeah. But then the downside of a hallucinogen is if something happens, like again, Danny's in a bad headspace. She hears someone say the word family and mm-hmm. that's it. And her that's trip it. is bad. And she um, she has a freak out. She thinks a bunch of people are laughing at her, which is like a creepy moment. And then we see Ingmar say, hey, are you okay? And she says, they're all laughing at me. And he goes, no, here, come meet my friends. And his face, you could see it more in theaters when the screen oh, was big. I didn't even big. catch it this time through. I remember it, seeing it It's harder the to notice on mm-hmm. the TV. It's smaller. Um, so this is why I go see movies in theaters <laughs> if you can, because you'll notice shit. But his face is just slightly it's digitally altered his smile's a little too big and his eyes i think are a little too big as well it's just like so slightly there but it's really creepy so yeah. then she runs away and she runs into a she runs to a bathroom building and looks in a mirror no 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 See don't something behind do that her. yeah it's her sister oh it is her sister oh the, fuck yeah it's and she runs her. out of there and into the woods and then i guess passes out for six hours when she runs into the woods it reminded me of snow white when she's running through the scary forest mm-hmm. and stuff this whole thing is like oh it's very yeah, fairy tale-ish, which always it keeps these newer movies. And whenever we analyze them, it's lots of fairy tale motifs yeah. and stuff. It's That's interesting. Fun. Good yeah. thing we uh, spent a few years getting drunk and watching Disney movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Learned those fairy tales. <laughs> um, yeah, she, yeah, she wakes up and she doesn't even know what day it is because the sun there is all weird. I, I would kind of dig that. Just constant sun. Yeah. That'd is be... it tomorrow? Well, from yesterday's perspective. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Then they get to the commune. They finally get there. They walk through the woods. A it's really cool far. overhead shot showing them go through it. They, they fuck with Mark about ticks. That's really funny. Mm-hmm. But they get there and yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful small farm community. Everyone's dressed in white. My favorite fucking thing is starting with the yes. overhead shot <laughs> is like flute music It's playing. this really beautiful music and this whole... Man, the music in this movie is, I, I noticed it even more this time. It's just so pretty. It's very and effective. I love the music in it's this. It's sometimes pretty, sometimes sinister yeah, and like yeah, yeah. scary, you know? I love it. Like even when they're doing the May uh, Queen dance, it's like a little uh, discordant. It yeah. makes me feel not safe. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, you hear these these flutes. It's all these woodwinds and stuff. And then we see a panning shot of the village and there's cows and people picking flowers. And then we keep panning and we see that the music is diegetic. There's a <laughs> yeah. group of dudes playing flutes and that like is so funny. This movie's very funny. It's very funny. And there's some very what the fuck we always, humor. We've always, um, I don't know if we've done this on the podcast but definitely in like commentary tracks we've debated horror comedies and what types we like what types we don't like i'm picky when it comes to comedy i just have a a very specific sense of humor and very particular things make me laugh and like this to me is my style of horror comedy where the comedy is it's secondary to everything else that's going on that's not the point of it but when it lands it's so funny to Mm me i think i just need it couched in a lot of fucked up shit (laughs) i need it to take itself mostly seriously and then have some funny in it and that makes me laugh the most yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah they're there finally we're here and uh they mentioned like one of the guys is in a gown and he says oh it's very girly right very girly because uh, he mentions it's the hermaphroditic qualities of nature as Mm -hmm. they say just uh i don't know the details of their belief system or just uh nordic belief systems but i can buy that what nature being of both sexes sexes, yeah that's something that too plays into and i don't know a ton about this so maybe i'm you know i could be saying something totally off but that's something where in christian belief we have male female it's like the sexes are divided. They are separate. That's why when we see depictions of Baphomet, who is like, not the devil, or is, no, he's like a demon. The demon? He's like the goat head and he's sitting with his legs crossed. He's like who oh, yeah. the satanic temple will get like statues built of as yeah. protest, basically. <laughs> um, but Baphomet has breasts and a penis. Okay. And so it's, there's always been that fear you know, of like, yeah, hermaphroditic imagery and stuff, like weird gender bending, sex bending kind of stuff. In the Christian belief you're saying, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, yeah. there's a bunch of stuff going on. There's a bunch of kids running around holding hands. Apparently they're playing Skin the Fool. Skin the Fool. Which comes to fruition later. Fun games to play. Among them playing the game is a redhead, Maya. Maya. Who... Gives a little kick to Christian and gives him some eyes. Mm-hmm. So apparently she's already set her sights I on just him. remember thinking when we were seeing this in the theater, I was like, oh, I could play. Maya would be like a fun character to play. She'd be like, I could do that. I yeah. could run around and just be kind of creepy. And then it gets to that scene and I'm like, just kidding. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. <laughs> that's, you know, yeah, that's a brave role to yeah. take. Oh, yeah. Uh, all those women and uh I, I want to the actor's say his name. name, yeah, Jack Rayner. Jack, yeah. I uh, we're gonna spend plenty of time talking about that scene, but I love the use of nudity in this movie. I think it's wonderful. It's mm-hmm. very frank. Yes, which I I always yeah. It's not really. I love sexy. frank nudity. Yeah. No, there's nothing <laughs> sexy about this movie. No, no, there's not. There's sex. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not sexy. It's not very sexy. It's uh, played for laughs. There's your fucking comedy right there. Yeah. <laughs> Pele wishes Danny happy birthday, and that's when she tells Pele, yeah, Christian forgot. Yeah. So, Because he gives her a little birthday drawing, because he's like a yeah, artist of sorts. He, yeah, he draws his stuff. He has a little sketchbook. Mm-hmm. So he apparently, he says, I do these for birthdays. And he mm-hmm. A little bit of a, a, a I don't want to say colonial, just 
uh, commentary when Christian asks how he can get in on the skin the cat game, and Pele's like, "You're an American, just jam yourself <laughs> yeah, in there." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I mean, which is kind of what Christian and Josh and Mark are doing here. It's it's so weird. I don't know what their expectations were. Josh is obviously coming here with an academic purpose in mind. Mm-hmm. Christian is coming here what to run away. I think Christian has I think he is someone who in the moment has trouble being motivated to do things or to start things or to like come up with things on his own or find passion for things that are his own passions. And I think he is the type of person who is like, you know what? I'm going to go on this trip and I'll figure something out there because something there will inspire me and I'll be able to do it. Yeah. And then Mark is treating it like a fucking spring break He wants it to be spring break. Yeah. Yeah. He wants like chicks and dirndls and... Chicks and what? Like the the German like like Oktoberfest beer lady. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like just heaving oh, breasts. The, yeah, 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 yeah. That, I think that's what he's That's what he wants. He wants to do drugs and, yeah, get laid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he came to the wrong place. Man. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's just going where his friends are going. I think Pele probably let, I think, let him I think, believe I that. I think Pele maybe lied a little bit about what the, what the sexual activities <laughs> were going to be like at the commune. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, you want to talk about our sponsor real quick? Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. We love Hello Fresh. We love getting meals delivered. It's so mm, nice. Yeah. Yeah, because we always say we're very bad at uh, shopping. Yeah, because you got to make sure you get stuff that like you can use in a timely manner before it goes bad. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I got this thing. I just bought some zucchini. Yeah. Just in case forgot to use the zucchini that happens all the time yep now it's just a rotted zucchini in my fridge now you can get all of your meal ingredients delivered it's everything measured out perfectly so you don't have any waste which is good food waste is a bummer mm-hmm. that's a big problem no problem yeah and uh there's also different preferences you can set for HelloFresh too so we get the vegetarian boxes from them i think they also have a they have a kids friendly one yeah everything is really easy too it's about 30 minutes per meal prep so that's very very nice yeah and it's nice to just have uh food delivered to your door that's not like fast food yeah it's food that you can cook and you can see what goes into it so you know it's the convenience of fast food but much healthier right exactly mm-hmm. yeah not a ton of processed stuff it's like actual vegetables yeah. what a novelty yeah and if you you know if you are not used to cooking or you have a hard time figuring out where to even start that's what HelloFresh is for man yeah With, they give you the ingredients they give you the recipe you just gotta read and listen to instructions yeah yeah there you go so uh, for a limited time only, you can get nine free meals with HelloFresh. Nice. That's so many. Yeah. If you go to HelloFresh.com slash deadmeat9, so that's HelloFresh.com slash deadmeat9, the number nine, and enter deadmeat9. So that's nine free meals, HelloFresh.com slash deadmeat9. Our other sponsor this week is Columbia College and their new tuition system, Truition. This Ooh. is for their online college course. This is amazing. I I was, you know, skeptical versus often online colleges, you don't know what you're getting. Some of them are weird, Mm -hmm. but I checked this out. Columbia College is legit. And I think it's amazing that they 
you don't have have to buy any books. And okay. I remember books being so expensive yeah. when I was in school. And half the time, you barely crack them open. Mm-hmm. Or the worst is when you get a professor who makes you buy their, their book. Their own book. Buy my book. Buy my book. Yeah. None of that here. Yeah, this is not that. This is a an effort to be more transparent about what your money is going to. This is like a bare bones. And I bet there are some high school students listening to this and being like, what, their books? How much can they be? No, so much. There's so much. It's it's I don't hundreds I, of dollars. Hundreds of do- I don't know why. I don't know why they're that expensive. But yeah. yeah, you will spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on books, but not if you are doing online courses at Columbia College, which is I think is amazing. Yeah. So this uh, tuition system is for their online college, and they also have uh, like evening classes at thirty plus different locations. So if you're looking to get in some school, like if you haven't gone to college yet, or if you want to go back. This is a really great We've always option. talked about it. I know. I, I always talk about it. I'm seeing it. here they have eight-week classes. That sounds very doable. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they are. They're accredited. They have been for 100 years. I think founded in 1851. Wow. So, yeah. So, if you're looking for some affordable schooling, I think this is a great choice because school is uh, really expensive. It's real expensive. Yeah. So, if you are interested in this, you can apply today at mytruition.com slash deadmeat. It's, it's like two but T R U I T I O N. Yeah. Slash so my truition. Yes. Dot com slash dead meat. Yes. Yeah. Check it out. They're shown around. There's a really funny line where Ingmar, is that his name? Ingmar? Ingmar, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's showing uh, Simon and Connie around, and Simon's like, we're just going to ignore the bear. <laughs> it's a bear. It's a bear. There's a bear, there in, a cage a bear there. in a cage. We see, then they want to take a look at this tapestry that. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with the tapestry and just that whole thing. I'm just going to head this off. Not going to put this on a wall in any future house of ours. I'm sorry. Not when... Even if it was the one from the movie. Because I would kill like the get... actual fucking yes, I would screen you. I would kill get my hands on Man, that. you can have it in your own, your side of the bedroom or something. Be, it would just have to be wrapped around the walls of a room. It, yeah. You couldn't like have it out I don't stretched. need that m- that much pubic hair on any dining room wall yeah or that's fair that'd be such a great kitchen decoration though. no it wouldn't <laughs> that'd be the opposite of a good kitchen because it depicts it's a something- it's a very long tapestry <laughs> yeah. of a it's it he goes oh it's a love story that's mm-hmm. how he explains it and so we pan it goes right to the left which is interesting which is weird but I think it's still red in order from the, what we see it's not like we're seeing the end first no no it just is red from yeah. right to left yeah, which yeah. what I don't know I don't, I don't know, know. If that's Swedish or what I don't th- I think they I read yeah I think they read left, re- to, left right. to right yeah, yeah. But yeah the the pictures depict a woman who uh, cuts off. Some of her pubic hair. Bakes it in a pie. Yep. And then uses some of her menstrual blood. Period blood and puts it in lemonade. I don't know. It looks like lemonade to me, but. Gives those tasty treats to a dude and then they're in love. Yeah. And then she gets pregnant. The end. The end. It's beautiful. It's a love story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get my hands on that banner, dude. Oh, no. Anyone watching this works at uh, A24. Please don't contact us. Please. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to just get a really big poster tube in the mail one day. Oh, no. Um, so, okay. They're showing them around and they show them their sleeping quarters. And they open up the doors. This this scene gave me chills this time because, again, it's the music and um, just the way that we have this built, the inside of this building revealed. The sets in this movie are immaculate. They're so gorgeous. Yeah, I'm sure they just built this place. I think they built this whole village. Yeah, and, for sure. And 
Because, I mean, that's what they did with the witch. This is much bigger yes, than, a, than a failed farm. Uh, it's a whole fucking commune. But, yeah, I bet they just built it all up, man. Yeah. yeah. And so they go into this building. This is where all the youngins sleep. I think up to age 36, 36. which, fuck that shit. Yep. You're sleeping in a twin bed until you're 36. In a fucking barn. Oh. With dozens of other people. This building is, all the walls are painted with these scenes and runes. That whole bit gives me chills. It's so gorgeous. And then Christian tries to, because we overhear a side conversation with Pele and Christian where like they're, you can gather that they're talking about how he forgot Danny's birthday. Christian's like, oh, fuck. So he tries to make it up with her with like, what bread is that? I know. It's, it's like a fucking piece of bread with a candle It looks it. like a bunt, like so he took a slice out of a bunt cake that no one wanted and stuck a candle. And he can't light the candle, which is so, that's funny. so funny. That's such he a good so choice. Yeah. God, that's such a funny choice. And like those, there's a group of women in the background with a baby just swaying back and forth. <laughs> yeah. And it's like just, just weird. <laughs> It's all uncomfortable. She's distracted by this group. Um, this is the same scene, too, where Pele explains the concept of life as seasons, and that's a big part of, uh, Huge part of this. The, what life in the group is all about. So we have when you're born, it's your summer. Nope. No, spring. Spring. Duh. When you're born, it's spring until you're 18. 18. Then 18 to 36 is summer. And during the summer, that's when you go out. And, Into the world. Yeah. And, yeah. And have your journey and then come back. 36 to 50. Four. Is it 54? Mm-hmm. Is they, they say it's, that's working age, which yeah. is fascinating. Makes sense. I mean, that's when uh, uh, I'm, I'm thinking just like traditionally like men in uh, earlier civilizations, like you got that old man strength. Yeah. You know? I, I, mean, I can't wait to grow into my old man strength. I do love the idea of when you turn 36, that's when you can you start working. Because <laughs> yeah. fuck wasting your youth working and stuck in offices and shit. Yeah. So this part of, I'm like, I, I find this very fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's an interesting thing to consider that the characters are supposed to be like their mid-20s-ish. Yeah. And so they are in the midsummer of their lives, which yeah. I really like that a lot. Um, And then winter is 54 to 72. When you're like a mentor. Yes, that's your, you're an elder. You're looked up to and respected. And, and you're... Danny asks, what happens after 72? And Pelly's like, yeah, he makes a slicing motion over his throat and ha ha ha. But of course we know, oh no, that probably actually happens. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's the same scene, I think, where he mentions that the next day begins at a stupa mm-hmm. or the first of their many festivals that week. And Josh knows what it is. He's like, what, like a real one? And then Josh won't tell the others what it is. So I don't know what that's about. Just like an academic wanting to hoard their knowledge for themselves. I don't know. I wonder if part of it is if he told them they would all try to leave and he doesn't want to. He wants to be able to watch and document it. I guess, yeah. He tells them what it is and they freak out. Then he's going to get dragged out of there with his friends who don't want to stay and cause a big thing. And it sucks for Danny in particular. She should not. I have a lot of thoughts about Because she should be allowed to make scene. the decision of whether or not she wants to see that. Right. that's going to be extra traumatizing, I think, for her. Right. Yeah. I mean, she has the hallucinations where they're like mixed, the uh, scene of her family's death and the results of the yeah. Adestupa like intermingling in her thoughts. So yeah, the, the Adestupa, we start with a feast 
And those girls are walking stupid. And those girls, hey, someone told those girls they're walking stupid. They're Mark. walking backwards and picking flowers. <laughs> I wondered. I didn't notice his his quips as much this time. And I want were some taken out. No, for our for the home release. No way. I bet th- there's no way that kind of thing never happens. Like just minor lines removed. Yeah. Why but- you what you feel like you notice them more in the theater? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe you just got used to him. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But they, yeah, they have a big feast and we see two people who, unlike the rest of the group, are dressed in blue. And there's that gray, I think. It's oh. not the pristine white that yeah, everyone yeah, else yeah. is wearing. In and they're case. older people. And yeah, these are the ones who are partaking in the edition. Gotta say that but... lady looks good for 73. The she, dude. Yeah. The dude looks old. The dude looks old. She, yeah. I also think she looks like Florence Pugh. Yeah. I think she looks like she she could be related. And I wonder if that's on purpose. Because I had an image watching it this time of those two people being her and Pele, you know, when they turn 70 something. Because I think her and Pele definitely get together after the events of the film. If it all goes according to Pele's plan. Yeah. Well, she's she's into it too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think she she's thinking stuff about him because that's like when she's kissing him, that flower is like pulsating. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. I, d- I never got any indication that she was particularly into him. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, no. Yeah. So they all the cult. I'm just calling them the cult because that's cult. what they are. They're they they cult. gather on this big cliff and you see the two older people at the very top of it and you know what's going to happen mm. and you see them standing up there and then they show the crowd and there's a guy with a mallet and you instantly know what that mallet's for. If you piece together what they're going to do on top of that cliff, you know why mallet guy is there and it's about to get fucked up. This, this scene is... This like really fucked me up when we saw it in theaters. Oh, I just, yeah. I think because it's so f- stark. It's just so frank in the way it shows everything. And yeah, these these two old people, old people, not even that old. Somebody too is not even that old. Like it's old, but starting to get there. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> they jump off the cliff. Uh, the lady goes first. She hits the rock with her face, and her head gets busted wide open. Luckily, oh, yeah. she dies quickly, but it's gross uh and then our our man goes second and he opts for the pencil dive which i don't know why, I I don't know why you would do that feet first just breaks his legs against the he, ground yeah so that guy lands feet first his legs get all fucked up he's he laying yelling. there everyone else starts everyone else yelling. is yelling and then we see mallet guy come forward with his little entourage. <laughs> He's got like him and a couple other people. Well, I, I found it, uh, I think purposefully, a dude hits him in the head with a mallet and then a woman hits him in the head yeah. with a mallet. They like share the responsibility yeah. and crack that guy's skull apart and make sure he's dead. Yep. Put him out of his misery. And if you missed it the first time... They show it a few more times. Don't worry. You will see those you fucking heads. You will see these mangled heads up close. Torn the fuck up. Mm-hmm. This is the gore. This mm-hmm. is the most of the gore. I mean, we also get that blood eagle later. But yeah, the blood eagle compared to this is not that is bad. It's not as bad. <laughs> no. Yeah, and this is like, this is the they cut from a conversation to a close-up on these mangled heads. Yeah. I thought Danny's whole like reaction to this scene was really interesting and just the way she kind of takes it all in and the way we see her looking at the uh one of the elders when she's explaining no 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 like this is it's it's natural like we've been observing this custom for years and years and years and 
I, I think, yeah, part of it, obviously, it's it's traumatizing to witness in this ritual suicide that's super graphic. But I, I almost wonder if, because so much of her character is, she feels guilty for her own emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if seeing how, frankly, the cult deals with death like no one seems phased by this except the outsiders and everyone in this cult accepts that it's a part of their lives and she has it explained to her that no that like we we give our lives instead of waiting to die in sickness or misery or pain just you know letting ourselves rot we choose to go at a certain time in our lives to the honor this cycle and i i wonder if hearing that and hearing it laid out so frankly and seeing how everyone is dealing with this, like seemingly with no problem. I wonder if part of the scene is her feeling guilty for feeling so traumatized by the death of her family and a mixture of finding relief in the idea of death as natural and not anything to be scared of. And then guilt that she could not similarly deal with her grief with such poise and acceptance Mm. i think that's you know i think it's her having anxiety over the way that she's coped with something like that in her life versus the way she's seeing these people do it and choosing to do it and having it be beautiful to them still wants to get out of there yes she's ready to get the fuck out of there so are uh connie and simon they definitely want to get out of there oh yeah Uh, yeah but they're like uh, Simon disappears and one of the elders tells Connie oh he had to leave separately the truck only carries two and she's like no that's bullshit that he wouldn't do that and he's like well here come with me uh, I'll take you somewhere and that's the last time we see that's them that's the last time we see them yeah we do hear a woman scream in another scene Must wait be her. Yeah. when I didn't, I didn't catch this either it was when I was reading the Wikipedia summary of the plot it's when uh, there. It's when Josh and another guy, and one of the cult guys, is showing him the what's it called? The oh, the ru- ruby rotter, yeah, the scripture, yeah. And they're in that temple, and then they hear a woman scream, and they both like look out to it, and then we never, it's oh. never resolved. That that would be her, oh. which would also be, I guess. Mark says something about like, yeah, I saw her trying out for the Olympic sprint team or whatever. So he saw her running. Oh fuck! And then. We heard her scream. I did not even piece that together. Right? She Yikes. tried to get away from him, apparently. Mm-hmm. Right around here is when Christian tells Josh, hey, man, surprise, <laughs> I'm doing my thesis about uh, this place. And he does, it is literally exactly what he does to Danny. He goes, what? You, like, you wouldn't have thought I would I would want to do this? I said I might be interested in this. And it's like, yeah, but what I the fuck? I love how Josh calls him out. He's like, I'm actually impressed by how bald you're being about yeah. it. Like, he fucking tears into him dude i'd be so pissed yeah. especially if i have this friend who seems like he isn't super serious or passionate Pretty about aimless, anything yeah. and it's like you know what no i'm just gonna do what you're doing yeah Let's i'm collaborate. gonna do my dissertation on the same thing as you mm-hmm. this is when she's taking the sleeping pills because she's gonna have a hard time sleeping after the adestupa and Boy, do those sleeping pills do a number on her dreams. Yeah, you got, she has weird, she has ambient dreams for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, good she, thing she didn't have reception so she couldn't tweet anything. But yeah, she has a dream that like she's left there, that all, everyone else leaves her there. Yeah, and we it's creepy. We see Mark in the back of the car like, <laughs> he's, <laughs> yeah, you know, like he's like taunting like her. her. And then we see her kind of like belching up 
smoke like exhaust oh that's a cool effect it is really neat yeah uh, it's, it's interesting that her nightmare becomes reality she is left there alone yeah you know yeah i'll yeah, leave her there alone in the end so uh yeah josh and mark are uh <laughs> i mean josh is learning the lay of the land he's getting the scripture explained to him mark pees on a tree yeah like a doofus and it's like, why an, would you pee right there? It's in he's fucking Mark. It's just in, oh yeah. And it's apparently a tree that has to do with their deceased ancestors. Yeah, nice one, dude. Yep. Oh, what? I'm not allowed to pee. <laughs> so, yeah. So at the next <laughs> meal, he's taken away by a woman. Inga, who's, I think. Yeah. Who's like been eyeballing him and he's wanting to get in her pants. And she's like, come with me. I'll show you. Uh, okay. Show me what? I don't know. Yeah, your I'm boobies. Gonna, I'm going to go okay. with her. She's going to show me. Yeah. And we never saw him mark again <laughs> also during mealtime christian gets a special pie yeah and some special lemonade <laughs> he gets strawberry lemonade <laughs> everyone else got just regular old lemonade but his is something special <laughs> yeah he's uh so he's eating this pie he finds a pube in it and that that lemonade is got blood in it yep it's got period blood in it he drinks it down yeah yep so he now he's in love yeah. So romantic. Exactly. And it's a good thing, too, because that's the scene where uh, Danny, it's like the first time she outwardly uh, criticizes him because mm -hmm. they're talking about the whole Simon and Connie thing and how he apparently left without telling her. And she's like, I could see you doing that to me, though, mm -hmm. which is probably because she just had that dream. So that's why she's thinking that. Yeah. But yeah, it's the first time that she kind of outwardly criticizes him. It's interesting. Yeah. It, it's yeah. It is like having a dream where someone does someone, you know, does something that they probably would never do in real life. But you feel weird about it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then Josh is talking to one of the elders and is in. The temple? I, yeah, it's where they keep all of their books of runes. It's a really cool building because it almost looks like it's going into the ground. Yeah. It's like a building that's higher on one end and like lower near the entrance as though it's like slanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as if it like started to sink into the ground. Yeah, an and they, the elder explains that they get all their runes and all their knowledge from a kid that they purposely produce through inbreeding from a, yeah they're from a series of oracles the latest of which is a uh guy named reuben reuben yeah who is d physically uh deformed yeah i guess because yes as you said it's a product of deliberate inbreeding right in order to produce uh a person with unclouded judgment as they say yeah and i've gotten a lot of emails like Aside from just requesting this movie, which is like the most requested movie by far recently, but lots of emails asking us to cover disability uh, and horror, disabilities and horror, and mentioning Ruben as a character who they feel embodies this kind of trope of the disabled person as morally superior or, you know, just just more special in a way and they're good they are like they say in this unclouded and i kind of wonder if this movie's playing with that a bit if it's if it's a self-aware because i don't think like objectively the movie believes that yeah Ruben is special and or is is this kind of like 
better human it's not dream or and and no it's not dream he's not done it <laughs> he doesn't have any like special abilities he just is an inbred child mm-hmm. um but I, I i can see too where that depiction of him might make some people feel a bit uncomfortable because it, it, it you know it still is a kind of representation of that trope but Ruben also reminds me just because Midsummer is so much about traditions and different cultures and traditions that make no sense and we do them just because we've always done them Mm -hmm. and Ruben reminds me of the kind of concept of monarchy because what is a monarch besides like at, at its essence the monarch is supposed to be the connection to god they are the ordained person that god put there to rule and we did that for we still do that you know uh it is a crazy thing that we just do because yeah and it also is the idea that they come from this untainted bloodline and they are the pure bloodline that is then granted this connection to god and that to me is what reuben is down to the inbreeding <laughs> like we royals interbred themselves to keep the bloodlines pure and to keep that connection to their family lineage and that's kind of what you know like the Habsburgs especially get got like super fucked up you see portraits of them and this is portraits where someone painted them and the painters got to make you look good so oh boy (laughs) (laughs) you look at some of those Habsburgs it's yeah and they talk about bloodline in here because I think Christian asks who uh like if they run into problems with incest and they say that they invite outside people in to avoid incest yeah and, uh, to keep a variety in the bloodline so i think incest is only in the case of this specific the oracles yes. right i just want to know what they like who are who were his parents yeah. i have a lot of questions about yeah, him because then that's also a whole nother problematic bag of being like i right. almost wonder if the two people at the end where we're like who the fuck are these two i wonder if are those ruben's parents i don't know man i want to know who the fuck those people were yeah the elders who yeah. were just all of a sudden there so all right, so then at night, um, because Josh is told, no, you may not take photographs. Absolutely of the books. not. So yeah. he goes to bed with his shoes on that night so he can get up and sneak out and go take pictures with, with the, the flash, flash on. on. Come on, buddy, poor form. It's Ruben's gonna... sleeping right there. Yeah, right. Ruben's asleep. You're going to wake him up with a flash, and those pictures are going to look like shit. It's like when you see people at Disneyland taking pictures in the dark rides with oh. flash. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Idiots. It smells like garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also this weird window in that building that I'm not... Do you know what I mean? It's like the very back. It's right... It's behind the altar. It almost looks like a well, fucking... That, it's in the reflection that we see the door open and someone yeah, coming in, right? But what is that there for? I don't know. Sunlight. <laughs> I yeah I guess it's, yeah. I don't know it's a it's a weird thing he sees someone come in and he turns around and he thinks it's Mark yeah it's like Mark close the door we're not supposed to be in here no it's just a dude wearing Mark's face yeah and then he 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 kind of looks closer and then we see is Mark Donald Duck in it because he's got oh, a shirt on and no pants his, he's hanging dog <laughs> yeah. for sure yeah yeah uh but yeah they skinned the fool and there's he's wearing his yeah, face which I didn't get the when I saw this the first time for some reason it didn't register to me that it was someone wearing Mark's skin I was like what the fuck happened to Mark I thought he <laughs> just I thought he was turned into a weird undead like a zombie something thing? Yeah. which but the, I I got later what mm-hmm. had happened but then in that moment I thought oh he's yeah a zombie. Then Josh is hit 
real hard in the yeah. head with a hammer. I don't think it's the same mallet as the cliff thing. It's but a mallet. It yeah. is a mallet. And they let him just kind of lay there and bleed like out. and bleed out, yeah. It's, yeah, it's... So yeah, in the span of like five minutes, we have the cast. We just get rid of uh, Mark and Josh. They're They're gone. Yep, yep. And it's weird because no one oh no they do they kind of invent a reason why they could have gone missing. I think so it's not I think no I think this I think your your explanation makes this make sense yeah because the next day at whatever the fucking morning meeting or what have you the uh cult leaders are like our scripture has been stolen so if anyone took it we'll let you just return it I think that they made that up as a way of being like, oh, and your friends are your fr- gone. He, they ran away they with ran our away with, with the it. book. Yeah, yeah, because even because fucking Christian is happy to jump on that explanation. He's like, I bet I don't think Mark would do it. Josh, Josh, that fucker took fuck your that book. guy. We're not friends with We're him. Friends. We, we don't even know that dude. guy. He was a coffee boy. Never had no idea who he was. Coffee boy. It was a, a he, like Trump thing. Oh, I was like, he reheats his coffee? Oh, well, also that. But no, whenever someone is uh, implicated in a crime, it's like, I didn't didn't know him. Oh, he's a low level staff member. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm trying to make subtle political references. Don't make me spell them out. So now it's uh it's May Queen time. We're at the May Queen ceremony, and this is another yeah. This is where I wrote down the focus on breathing because when they toast to each other, so all the all the women and the the group do this the May Queen Maypole dance, mm-hmm. and when they toast to each other and they drink more drugs, they go, Whoo. yeah, yeah, which I think is funny because in the scene where. Christian is doing his shitty attempt at I knew it was your birthday the whole time and she goes to blow out the candle we get a very pronounced (gasps) where she blows out the candle and this is literally the reverse of that which I think is kind of neat yeah yeah by the end of the movie she's like reverse yeah it's the it's the inverse of that tradition also prior to this is she's been slowly acclimated and kind of absorbed into the culture because at one point she's walking around i think it's after the connie simon thing and she uh is approached by a young woman who's like do you want to come help the women with their chores and she says yes but then the next day after they explain that like their scripture is missing another elder is like you will go do this with the women uh, it, it it changes from do you want to to you are you now are, doing yeah. this. We're ingratiating you more. Now you're doing, yeah, it's like a slow conditioning yeah. to being part of everything. Because she is taken with the women to do, do the May Queen thing while Christian is uh, has a meeting with Siv, Siv, Siv yeah. mm-hmm. who is a uh, woman elder of the cult, mm-hmm. uh, possibly the highest ranking I, I get that, there. but I think she is the top dog because she was the one who welcomed everyone the beginning and she has her own house yes which is another amazing set this one i actually kind of i'm seeing in the theater i just like it, it just took my breath away because yeah, all, all the all the drawings on the wall everywhere. are beautiful it's this a bear yeah on the fire yeah christian is is staring very intently at a drawing of a bear on fire which when you watch this again it's like yeah, that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and that's when she tells him that Maya has chosen. Yeah, to she, mate with he him. thinks this is about the books that have He's gone like, missing. I swear, and she's me. like, "No, the redhead girl wants to fuck you, and you're a very good astrological match. Yep, you should go do it." And we don't see the rest of that conversation. No, but from then on, he is not looking good. He yeah. walks out of there like very pensive, looking around. Do you think? Like, do you think he? agreed to do it and he feels guilty i don't or... know if they told him 
it needs to happen for a certain reason or if it's guilt like he wants to but like he's not sure but he's very pensive when he comes out and then he sits down and watches the maypole dance that uh danny's doing and that's when they give him like a cup of drugs it's like another liquid that'll they say remove inhibitions and he even he doesn't want it is the thing he's like I, I think I'll have a bad trip. I don't want. And, and they, they say like, no, 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 you no, gotta you do gotta, it. Yeah. He takes it, man. And from then on out, that guy's he's fucked up. Fucked he up. is constant hunched over. Looks like he's freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man. Do you think she told him in the house the extent to which to like what was going to happen to him? I don't. Do you think he knew he was going to die? No. No. I think he'd be. You think you think he'd be like we're we're out of here? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he would go willingly into That's, that. Yeah, okay. Know? Thinking about his, yeah, I think he would. But from then on, he is fucked. He's up, on man. so many drugs. I know. This is when I'm like, oh, he's he's a shitty boyfriend, but this is bad. right. Yeah, he's not like. I feel two ways about it. One way is in the fantasy world of the film where all of these characters are like archetypes anyway and none of it's actually real and it's super heightened and like really fantastical i'm like fuck that guy who's a shitty boyfriend light him up girl woo good for her dot gif <laughs> lucille bluth gif <laughs> um but then on the the other side when i look at it is like okay if this is a real thing that's happening no of course he doesn't deserve that he yeah. is a shitty boyfriend but and I, I think the movie's too grounded in reality to look at it the first way, honestly. It's, you know, it's 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 so realistic, everything is, from the way they experience their drug trips to just, yeah, right. there's nothing that puts it in it's, a kind of heightened it, reality. It's more like knowing this isn't actually real, that yeah. I can be in the headspace of like, yeah, fuck them, because it's, it's, it's a story. Yeah. But yes, I, I see what you mean, where, yeah, this movie is... is realistic it's mm-hmm. you know we don't and, have any actual magic happen it's all real yeah there there's no indication that the more uh supernatural or fantastical things that the cult claims are true are true right there's absolutely no indication right. from the film that like maybe they're right that if they if you do this it'll result in something good because like even the mist has that right where it's like it's, oh it's come. not like the witch where yeah you like oh there is some supernatural stuff exactly and that's why i contrast the ending of this movie with the witch which i do feel is a happy ending yeah. and i'm mm-hmm. like you go thomason you got out right. of that shit situation whereas with the ending of this i'm like oh she just got absorbed into a cult i think i think ariaster would agree with you from what i've read of his you yeah. know yeah like what he's saying with the film and how he feels about other people's interpretation of the ending um yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll get to the ending proper. Yeah, we're we'll close, talk more yeah. about it. Um, so yeah, it's the uh, May Queen dance competition. Basically, it's dance around the maypole until the last person is standing because it's like a dance where it's confusing and there's lots of direction changing and stuff. So they're all bumping into each other, and a lot of people have theorized that it was a preordained thing like she won on purpose but i don't know if that's the case i feel like some of those girls seem upset when they lose they want yeah. to be the queen yeah yeah i'm not sure i i could definitely see that being a theory though mm-hmm. uh it this is also i think the first time we see her laugh and like really smile yeah right because mm-hmm. i don't know when else she's like full-on happy maybe there are moments where she's like 
faking a smile or like just barely getting by. But during this dance, she is laughing yeah. and having a clearly good time yeah. mm-hmm. and somehow speaks Swedish at one point. I think it's, I wonder if, I don't know, because I don't, obviously I don't speak Swedish. If anyone does, can you tell me if that actually is Swedish? Because yeah. my theory is that it's not. Th- my theory is gibberish. that it's gibberish. Yeah. And they're making gibberish noises and, at each But that, other. like, because of the drugs they took, because again, they also took some drug juice. Uh, they're just th- having they this They think connection. that they're saying the things that the subtitles yeah, are saying. Yeah. That's my theory. I don't think it's any actual language. But I would love if we, we have to have someone listening or watching who speaks Swedish, please tell us. Yeah, she wins. Yeah, she she wins. She's May Queen and she goes, why? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she danced real good and <laughs> she gets uh she gets her flower crown upgraded to a bigger flower crown with like a handle. It's like a like a arch across the top of more flowers and then they have a big meal and Christian's fucking stumbling up to it because he's done so many drugs. There's so many shots of her with everyone and then him by himself. Yeah. Just cold and hunched over. Yeah. I, I thought it was interesting here that this is another scene where it's a meal and everyone's wearing white except one person's in blue and they're Christian. the one who's... A, you know, done so yeah. later in the day. She tries to eat a herring, a salted oh, fish. Yeah, like it's good luck. luck. Yeah. She doesn't do it. Yeah. Uh, and then she even, they're like, okay, you're going to, yes, queen, you're going to have to get in this little carriage and go do something. And she's like, can Christian come? She like tries to bring him along. Nay. Nay. <laughs> nay. The queen has to and do it And then Christian alone. goes, excuse me, what's going on here? And this old dude turns around and just fucking, he like claps in his face and everything goes all wavy. <laughs> it's like, like the saddest. It, it got like such a big laugh out of me again, but it is really fucked up. He's so fucked up. He's like, why would you do that? Yeah. The, yeah. The actor sells it so much. But, yeah. I think he is um, maybe a bit overlooked in this role. Of I would say Extremely so. spot on basic boyfriend who is <laughs> shitty but like isn't a villain yeah he's just, he's just a, a lame boyfriend dude yeah. yeah he's bad at communicating jack rayner yeah yeah he's, he's very good at and this. he's just so sad when i know he's all fucked up and that guy claps in his face yeah so then they put Danny into this carriage, which is incredible. That we can have if you want. Oh, we can put God. it in a front, lo- front yard. Yes. You know? <laughs> oh, God. I love they all do this, like, clap, and then they, they run away, <laughs> and they're carrying the torches and stuff. Oh, that's and- the shot where in the trees in the background you can see Oh, where they're carrying her? The that's right. The, that's been all over Twitter, and that mm-hmm. freaked me out because I did not notice that the first time I watched it, but in the trees when they're carrying her on the platform, you can see the image of her sister with the pipe and it is like blend it's it's perfectly done so well done i was looking out for other images like that but i didn't didn't see see any any, i think that might be although who knows um you do also see her mom and her sister in the crowd um she even turns and she says mom Mm -hmm. to one of them uh so she's taken around to bless the crops i think the okay so they they dig a hole and they put it's like grains i think it's grains meat meat and and eggs which i think is like it's a representation of these are the things we grow on our commune they make they crops meat livestock yeah eggs yeah yeah like chickens yeah i think that's what sure supposed to be i was like is this a weird spell no i think it's just a symbolic like this embodies the stuff that we produce and the may queen is like 
do well, you you things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when they sing at each other and it's really nice. Oh yeah, that's a really um, nice song. I, I love but, the but I gotta say, the the woman's like, repeat after me, and then she starts singing in a super high pitch, foreign words. I would be like, I'm gonna need to see that written down. Uh, I, I can't repeat yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> but she does it. Yeah. <laughs> um I love this whole scene with her going around in the carriage and blasting the it just is very I don't know. It is nice to see her connect with the women in in the commune and it's why it's you understand why she would start to feel at home there Mm because there are those moments where it feels very nice. And meanwhile, though, uh, Christian is taken away from the dinner table. It's like they're leaving him a trail of flowers Flowers, and. He is brought to, it is the same building that the Rune Library is in. Poor Reuben is still in there, which I think is a very funny reveal that he's just been watching this whole time. Christian is led into there and it's he's given more drugs he's given more drugs like, they inhale they, they this powder him, yeah they yeah they give him more stuff he I was looking at a, an article that was explaining what some of the meaning of the runes were in this movie and he's wearing a robe where the I think it's like a, it looks like an arrow that's pointing up and that represents it literally it's like male vitality and fertility yeah, yeah so for sure um then he's escorted into this room where it is all these naked women holding hands and they're swaying back and forth and there's Maya lying on this bed of flowers and she just like opens her legs up to him. I like I fucking love this scene and the inner cutting between him and Danny and like that it's it's just such a fucking good sequence and it's so weird so and weird. uncomfortable and beautiful like everything about it's just very good and funny yeah because this is probably the biggest laugh in the theater at least oh yeah Mm because he like gets down there and starts having sex with maya and the women are still humming this whole yeah and and then one of them steps forward and grabs uh she grabs maya's hand and is like she starts singing like right in their faces and And it's a beautiful her voice is so very good yeah i think that makes it funnier the Mm -hmm. fact that she sounds like fucking like enya or some (laughs) shit and it's but yeah jack rayner face like just, christian's face oh. it's just like what <laughs> yeah. so then, then when he's like they're like okay you can like finish now and then this old lady comes around and starts pushing, pushing on his, his butt, butt cheeks oh my god <laughs> it's yeah like it's so fucking it's so funny fucked up. and fucked up like it's it's a perfect combination of funny and fucked up because it is fucked up yeah like it is I would I would say it's rape. I would say it's because he's, he's on so, so many drugs, drugs. and yes. they're like, go do this, right? Um, but just the <sighs> yeah. fact that you just don't expect that to happen. Yeah, it's just the absurdity of <laughs> it's it just all. So is, weird. It's hard. And not- then that's right around too when you realize Ruben's <laughs> there the whole time, just sitting on his bed watching is like really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's right around when. Danny gets back from blessing all the crops and she hears noises because uh, all the, them are, they're all moaning in unison. They mm. all experience emotions like in unison. It's very interesting. They all cry together. They all moan together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then she asks one of the women she's with, well, what's that? And she goes, that's not for us. But she goes and ahead she goes and in there anyway looks through a keyhole, little peephole, and sees it going down. And so she's pissed. She starts immediately crying. She vomits. Oh, yeah, she does. Um, vomit. And, and then the women lead her back into the barracks and cry with her. And they like imitate her crying. Yeah. It's kind of like an improv game, the way that. Like, uh, yeah. Which yeah. the one where you like are move, moving at the. But that's what I mean is it's it's the it's the mirror. 
imagery mm-hmm. okay, and it's yeah. all the mirrors in this. And this is where I think that pays off as you then, instead of having an actual mirror where it's glass and we're seeing people reflected in it, we have this group where they're literally, it's like Danny and then the one girl who's like, like right in front of her. And then the whole group itself, there's like a few people on one side and a few people on the other. It's all like super symmetrical and mm-hmm. they're just this like crying, breathing mass that is like, yeah, perfectly a mirror image of itself. Here we see actual people being a a mirror for her and being a reflection of her emotions and like giving something back to her. Whereas every other time we've seen someone in a mirror or like she's talking to someone, it's an indirect reflection where it's we don't get we don't see them looking at each other it's all very obscured and weird but now we finally have her emotional release where she's properly doing it with people who are feeling this with her and who are going through it with her which i think is fascinating yes i would argue though that another reading of it and one that i thought uh probably tinted by how I just hate cults and I just hate these people. You should hate cults. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hate cults because I know human psychology and its weak points and the fact that cults take advantage of those. Well, that's why she, and again, that's why this feels so good for her. Yeah, yeah, it it is that psychology. But I noticed that every time that the cult uh, mimics back and vocalizes pain with someone else, it's always pain that they created. Mm. And so to me, their mimicry of it just seems superficial or like performative. And it doesn't seem like sincere because the first time we see it is when the guy jumps off the cliff and breaks his legs and they start like wailing with him. Jumped off the cliff because you guys made him. And then they do it with Danny there after she saw her boyfriend having sex in a ritual that they forced him right. to do. That is interesting. Yeah, all those times where they do mimic back, it is something of their own. Yeah, because at the very end, yes, they do it when they light it up on the fire. Fu- yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Because mm-hmm. there are plenty of other moments where, you know, someone is emotionally fraught. Like, we've seen her cry at other points in this movie, but we don't get that, you know. But yeah. it is it is interesting that, yeah, they do kind of set that up so that... I don't know if they intended for her to see that or not, but it is something of their own design and it is, yeah. It yeah, may, I had then, that thought too. Like, did they want her to see that right. in order to push her to choose him at the end, you know? They push her to, yep. like, yeah. pushing those butt cheeks. Yeah. After Christian <laughs> has some real harsh post-climax clarity. Oh, man. As soon as he's done and Maya's curling up in a ball to and get that semen. And she's rocking back and forth and she's like, I feel the baby. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't work that way, It's but like okay. that urban legend where you stand on your head. You get, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he runs out of there. Right off the bat, he's like, Very, fuck. I think, gross, but like awesome touch that his dick is bloody. Oh, is it? He I didn't notice. Because she's yeah. a virgin. Oh, yeah. Which I just, I don't know. I, I love how frank this movie is. Yeah, because yeah. he runs out, there's fucking there's flopping around, floppy, man. floppy, dick. That, yeah. like, Roma is, like, also really just, oh, yeah. like, unsexual floppy dick. Isn't it when he's, like, doing... He's doing, like, like jujitsu and shit. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Back when that movie is funny and not devastating. Oh, God. Uh, uh, yeah, Christian, he's, like, running around and seeing people and, like, he's yeah. freaking out. He runs into... Uh, a barn of sorts. There are animals there, and that's when he sees the blood, eagle. the blood eagle. It's Simon. Yeah, who we have not seen uh, since he disappeared. Flowers in his eyes, lungs 
breathing, but Which I think I, it's an effect of the drugs. You know what? I think you're right. Because he can't still because be alive. I was thinking you can't you wouldn't be alive. Like you you could not survive that, but I think it makes sense for him to think that he's still because we don't see a move or anything. No, exactly. That. We don't see like his I li- face Okay, move I like that explanation. I had to think because about otherwise this, I'm like, count. well, yeah. that eh. mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he okay. I like and, that. And yeah, so he sees the blood eagle, turns around, gets more drugs, more drugs blown into his, blown his face. In his face. And then in, in a I cool love, perspective yeah, yeah. way, they they reach up and close each eyelid individually to blacken out the camera mm-hmm. and then open them up later. Uh, like that's it, it comes out of it that way hmm. and there's a woman being like hey christian good you're up you can't move or speak this is a nightmare this, this is, is an the worst. absolute nightmare uh i think this is like one of the scariest situations you could be in this it's is like, so horrific you can't yeah. move or uh, yeah oh it's so ugh. yeah ugh. so it's it's like the final ceremony uh danny is there in a giant Ooh, it's glorious she's, she's a flower slug mm-hmm. she really does look like a slug it's she has her little flower antennas and she's <laughs> in this big flower gown that many people did for halloween this year and i yep. love it well done yeah uh and this is one it like the the festival is drawing to a close and they are going to sacrifice nine people and it is it's four outsiders four outsiders four of their own members yeah and because then, they again it's it's the mirror imagery yes. thing right it's like the reciprocity of we have four outsiders therefore we must give four of our own we will match them with our own and, and then, then the ninth person will be chosen by the may queen be- between a predetermined outsider christian and a random like lottery they have a fucking <laughs> yeah it is like a bingo machine they they spin the thing and the ball determine come out. the uh the other potential it's a powerball thing yes yeah. uh member of their it's community some random dude random dude <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah the four outsiders being simon connie josh Mark, and, and Mark. josh yep. yep and then uh the four Members of the commune are, are two randos, two who random are already elders dead. who are already dead and stuck with stuffed with sticks and stuff. I this wa- was very confusing. This confused me in the theater, and I was thinking I'm going to keep track of this this time and I see if this makes more sense to me. I think it's just too random. Yeah, because I know in the, I know some people are like, oh, they're the people who jumped off the cliff. No, no the, they were incinerated. Yeah, yeah. The people who who yeah jumped were both incinerated, so it's not them. Mm-hmm. It's that's why I'm randos. like, what if it's Ruben's parents? I think that's more. <laughs> interesting sure um and then two volunteers one of them being uh pele's friend yeah Ingmar, Ingmar and who brought connie in. and other dude just other dude who looks like eric siska we hit movie i oh, think it's that, oh, guy. It that guy i think it's that guy yeah. he's a very acclaimed swedish actor oh, actually a lot of these swedish actors have been in like a ton of swedish film and television nice. so they're Love not just it. randos yeah yeah uh <laughs> yeah and then they're like okay may queen pick who are you gonna pick you're shitty ex-boyfriend or this random person you've never talked to once and so she picks her ex obviously this is yeah this is when i'm like fuck yeah it's it's a lot he's sitting there unable to move or speak he's in like the type of wheelchair that i I feel like I've made this joke on here before but it's the same wheelchair that every theater department somehow has <laughs> because they did Annie once and someone had to be FDR. And so they have like the old wheelchair. Yeah. 
was like we say, had like one of those in college for some reason. Yeah. But yeah, it is like an old school wheelchair that Christian is in with his she's covered in a blanket. He can't fucking move. Oh man. So then he gets put into a bear that yeah, they, they cut, cut open. open. It's the bear, bear that we, we saw see earlier. earlier, which yeah, it is just a bear. It's it's there for someone to get put inside of, I believe. And we're reviewing the theatrical cut. Oh, I yeah. think in the director's cut, I could be wrong, but I think I saw someone say that there is we see that he has his limbs taken off so that he fits in the bear oh, man. with like wire and it's gross um i, I, I do want to watch the director's cut yeah one day uh, but and then yeah he's put inside their like structure that they've been seeing in the background all this time it's like a triangular structure but mm-hmm. all the bodies are wheeled in there you see uh mark is dressed as a fool yeah with the, with the jingly, jingly hat, hat. Mm-hmm. so yeah they're all put in there uh, the two living volunteer guys are given you, yeah, Y E W, yeah. And when you were saying earlier, there's like no proof at all that any of of the magic or any of the anything in, that they say works does. And I think this is like such a clear instance of that where they're like you, like you tree extract or the fuck it is, so you don't feel pain. And we see those dudes burn up. They're screaming. Yeah, one of them screams. That's a nightmare uh, way to die. Yeah, because, yeah, they're all sitting in there, Christian in his bear costume, unable to move, and they light that thing on fire. It's horrific. Yeah, and it's, it's. I wonder, because as they were putting the bodies in there and they, they put down Mark, he's, like, stuffed with straw and yeah, stuff, he's and he's, nothing. I was like, I wonder what happened to that thing. Like, that'd be a weird prop to own and <laughs> would be kind of cool. And then... I think they. Oh, they probably actu- just. I think they it, actually yeah, burned sure. them all. So never mind. Yep. I'll sorry. just have to settle for the banner. Yep. Guess uh, we'll have to settle. <laughs> um. So yep. That it goes up. Uh. They obviously the dudes in there who are alive start screaming, and that's when the the cult is screaming, and everyone's doing like this amazing physical work. They're also they're wearing just, the most colors. Out yes. Of the whole movie. Maya has red lipstick on because yeah. now she's. She's fucked and yeah, a lot of them have colors mm-hmm. in addition to their white clothes. Yeah, Danny is screaming Still. and sobbing in her slug outfit. Is she? I think yeah, she's like crying. Because the last shot is her. Smiling. I think it turns to her. She's okay. crying, and I think it turns to her laughing. Yeah, and it's because it's, and this is why. Well, you know, now we can get into like <laughs> takeaways from the ending because it is complicated and, and weird and makes everyone feel something slightly different. I think like I think the catharsis you feel for her is definitely there. Just, you know, we identify with her as a character. We don't like her boyfriend because he sucks. You know, we've seen everything she's gone through. So in that sense, you do feel her happiness when she's smiling and it's it is like this she's burning down her past and cutting off her connection to the outside world that as we saw doesn't really have anything to offer her and had nothing to you know, there wasn't any support for her out there. She found support here. So her smiling feel like it feels good, but you can't look at this ending like completely that way and not the other way where you it's still a cult it's still fucked yeah they still (laughs) murdered a bunch of people and now she's like part of the cult yeah and i think the fact that it is a cult and the fact that it is um yeah like it is nefarious and it's even if they are not intending it to be it's still you know I, i i think it just i think he's kind of showing how 
people find themselves in situations like that. This isn't Danny's mm-hmm. not a stupid person. Mm-hmm. Danny is. Oh yeah. We see that she's intelligent. We see we like her. We, I, you know, we, we honestly this whole movie she feels like the smartest one because she's the one going. What the fuck is going on here? Everyone keeps disappearing, and. So we, by being in her shoes and by feeling good when she finally is smiling and feels this acceptance and is literally watching all these people that she knows burn in a, in like in a thing, in a temple, it's, yeah, we, we kind of get, oh, this is how someone can be manipulated and, and be put in a situation where this feels like the answer and this feel, this feels like family. Like when you have no one else, it's like, this is how you get sucked into a situation like that. That's a really good reading. Yeah, so I think it's both things. I think, yes, it's it's beautiful, and it's that happiness is there, and that joy is there for her, and you feel good when she literally burns it down, but, you know, it's not all happy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's horrific and disturbing. Yeah, but I also don't think it's 100%, you know, like, oh, this is... The horrible you know all of this is it's no like there's still like as a character it's really neat to see her transform that way and you know I don't know so I think it's like a it's a gray ending I think it's it really is about you know like how you need support when you're grieving you need that kind of you need someone to listen to you you need a family type group or structure and when you don't have that it's that much more difficult to cope and yeah yeah so i think i at least that's what i feel he's trying to say for sure i don't i don't think he is making a movie where he thinks being in a cult is cool (laughs) (laughs) i think he's saying this is why it could seem like it's really cool yeah you know yeah yeah great and like I said, I feel like The Witch is a happy ending. Oh, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, I love that the ending of The Witch, that's the first time we really see her smile like that. It's the same kind of mm-hmm. feeling. It's, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. We finally did it. We did Midsummer. We did it. We I'm spent sure there's so much and a half on we it. didn't talk about, but we've this we've recorded for so long. I know. So let's, yeah, let's have a fun discussion about Midsummer in the comments or tweet at me. Yep. Uh, I try to mention if I'll do a movie on a kill count when we cover it on podcast. I, I think I'll. I, I remember when we did Hereditary, I was like, I don't know if I'll do I'll do Hereditary, I think. Yeah. Just because people want to see it. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be hard to make I do want to rewatch you know? it, so. Yeah. So, and so I'll do Midsummer one day, too. I don't mm-hmm. know how soon, but you'll get it one day. But I won't be able to get into it as much as we did here, which is why the podcast exists mm-hmm. for the deeper dives. So yeah, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, but thank you so much mm-hmm. for joining us. I'm thrilled that we're in the post-Halloween era of our lives right yeah. now. It's been real nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll do it again next week with something else. Yep. We'll find something fun. But please get the conversation going in the comments. Mm-hmm. I want to read your thoughts and shit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, follow Deadmeat on social media at Deadmeat James on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Carebeck, C-A-R-E-B-E-C-C on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want merch, deadmeatstore.com. Mm-hmm. And go ahead and email deadmeatpod at gmail.com if you want to. Until next week, I'm James. <laughs> I'm Chelsea. This has been the Deadmeat <laughs> Podcast. <gasps>